Praise the Lord and welcome to GRTDC. We are so glad that you chose to join us on today. While you wait for the service to begin, hit the subscribe or the share button so that your friends and family will know that GRTDC is the place to be. Also, we are accepting virtual testimonies and we look forward to hearing about what the Lord has been doing in your lives. I'm Leah and I pray that you have a blessed Sunday. Praise the Lord, everybody. Certainly, we thank you. We praise God for this day that the Lord has made. Praise God. We're so grateful of God, and we're so grateful to be here in his presence. We come, amen, to invite you to celebrate with us, praise God, our pastor birthday celebration. Amen. What a wonderful man of God. God has given us. Amen. So we come to celebrate him. Amen. And tell everybody how good and how wonderful he is. Amen. To us. God has given us a wonderful pastor and we really appreciate him. Praise God. And we want you. Amen. To celebrate our pastor with us. Praise God. Amen. God is so good for sending this man to us along with his wife, amen, to be our wonderful leaders, amen, in the Greater Refuge Temple, amen, here in Washington, D.C. Come on, give God a praise for him, amen. He's so good to us, and we thank God for sending such a man in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord, everybody. Certainly, we thank God for another wonderful Sunday morning he have given us to come amen to lift him and magnify his holy name what a mighty God we serve the Bible says, angels bow before him heaven and earth adore him God is good church God is good amen would you pray with me as we go before the throne of grace in Jesus name Lord Jesus Christ, we do thank you and we praise your wonderful name. We come before you as humble as we know how, God, giving you all the praise, O oh God, for you are Lord all by yourself, O oh God. And we thank you, O oh God, for early this morning, waking us up, getting us started on our way, O oh God. We thank you, O oh God, hallelujah, for all that you do for us, O oh God, and all that you will be doing in the name of Jesus, O oh God, as we come together humbly this day, O oh God. We come to give your name praise, O oh God. We come, O oh God, by different avenues, O oh God, hallelujah, by the way of Zoom, by the way, O oh God, of the internet, O oh God. However, O oh God, we know you're there with us in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask you just to have your way, O oh God. Move mighty, little Lord. The, most of all, we ask you today, O oh God, that you save somebody's soul. Fill somebody with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. Let them speak with other tongues. Ask the Spirit of God. Give utterance, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, do it, O oh God. Hallelujah. Then we will praise you, O oh God. We will dance, O oh God. We will jump and shout, hallelujah. Oh, God, have your way, oh, God, on this morning, oh, God. We put it all in your hand. Bless the word of God that will come forth. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you, Lord. We'll ask you now, praise God, as we read the scripture, praise God. We'll be coming from John, amen, John, the 10th chapter, praise God. I'll be reading verse 1 through 5 in Jesus' name. John chapter 10, verse 1, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entered not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entered in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter opened, and the sheep heareth his voice, and he calleth him, his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And we putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice, and a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they knoweth not the voice 
of a stranger. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Can we lift our hands and praise the name of Jesus? Come on, come on, come on, wherever you are. Come on, just lift your hands and bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. With this breath in my body, I will exalt the name of the Lord. Let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah to Jesus. Lift up your voice like a trumpet in Zion. Hallelujah to Jesus. God, we praise you, oh God, from the rising of the sun until the going down of the same. Your name is worthy to be praised. Somebody lift your voice and praise him. Hallelujah, Jesus, for your goodness, for your faithfulness, for your kindness, for your power, for your sustaining power, for your keeping power. Lord, we praise you, Jesus. Clap your hands, all ye people. The Bible says, clap your hands, all ye people. Hallelujah. Come on, it's all right to praise him. It's a good thing to praise him. The Bible says, praise is comely for the upright. I dare you to say his praise looks good on you. His praise looks good on you. And that's why all of my life, I will always worship the Lord. Every chance that I get, I will lift up the name of Jesus. We glorify him this morning. Hallelujah. We just want some hands on it right here. That's it.
somebody ought to praise the wonderful name of Jesus, the God who provides, the God who keeps, the God who restores, the God who saves, hallelujah, the God who we can trust with our lives. That's why we put our lives in the master's hands, hallelujah. Don't worry about those situations. Don't worry about the struggles. Don't worry about it. Give it to Jesus. You don't have to. You don't have to worry. And don't, and don't you be afraid. Joy comes in. Troubles they don't last away. For there's a friend in Jesus. He will wipe your tears. He will wipe your tears away. And if your heart and if your heart is broken, just lift your hands. Just lift your hands and say, Yeah. 
Certainly we thank you, we praise God for this another day. God hath given us and brought us together in worship of him. We come to lift him. We come to magnify our God, who is the great I am. He is the bright and morning star. Hallelujah. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? It is so good be standing before you today giving God all the praise hallelujah glory to God what a mighty wonderful God we serve hallelujah it's offering in time praise God we want everyone to join in with us today and being a blessing unto the house of God amen God has been so good 
to us all. And he is still good and working in our lives. Praise God. So we want you to see on the screen, amen, as it did be displayed there. Praise God. How you can be a blessing unto the Lord, amen, in your giving of your tithe and in your offering, praise God. And we also, amen, have asked that everyone, amen, hallelujah, give a $100 to our pastor for his birthday celebration in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Amen. Now, it's different. Um, this is all month that we're going to be asking for this offering. Praise God. If you don't have it today, praise God. Just prepare to give it before the end of the month in Jesus' name. God is good, and he's going to work that out for you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus Christ, we do thank you. We praise your wonderful name, God. We ask you, O oh God, to take this offering and use it for the building of that kingdom, O oh God. Bless the givers today. In the name of Jesus, we praise you and glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. We, the members of Greater Refuge Temple of Washington, D.C., want to take a moment and wish a special happy birthday to our pastor and our leader, Bishop Michael Fields. Come on, clap your hands for the pastor. We pray that the Lord rains down on you many, many blessings and that you can have all the desires of your heart. We want to just let you know that we love you and we want to let you know, happy birthday. Everybody, come on. Happy birthday. Happy ready for the word thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee we are so glad to have celebrating with us today is our guest speaker praise God amen from Atlanta Georgia praise God in the person of elder Mark Moore jr. praise God he come amen to be a blessing to us and our pastor praise God come on Amen. Let's celebrate him as he comes. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Elder Mark Moore, Jr. Well, this is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Come on, can we give God a praise wherever you're watching from all over the world, wherever you're tuned in from, watching on your phone, on your tablet, on your television screen, wherever you are right now. I know this to be true. The Lord is still worthy to be praised. Would you just come on, lift up something in your home, wherever you are, whenever you see this, give God something just to let him know you appreciate all that he's done for you. For this is in fact the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. What an honor it is for us to be gathered uh, even virtually uh, on today in the house of the Lord. Yes, your house might look different than mine, uh, but nevertheless, wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is his presence. There is the fullness of joy. And so David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. 
but our testimony in 2021 is just a little bit different. I was glad when they said unto me, let us log in to the house of the Lord. One more time, give God something out of your mouth where you are. I can't hear you, but God can. And we thank him for his goodness. What an honor it is for us to be gathered on today uh, to celebrate such a special occasion. I cannot convey how honored I am to be able to lift my voice in celebration uh, for the incredible man of God that we are blessed here at Greater Refuge Temple to call our pastor. Would you help me in the comment line right now Just celebrate the Honorable Bishop Michael Fields today? Come on, Greater Refuge family and friends. Let's thank God for our man of God. We honor the Lord for him and for his life and what a celebration this is as we are able to celebrate two in one. We're able to celebrate both our pastoral anniversary as well as Bishop's birthday. And I know you agree with me when I say that the best is still yet to come. We have already enjoyed worship. We have already enjoyed our singing and our words of testimony and appreciation. But we have come up to the part uh, of the service where God wants to speak to us. And I want to invite you to join me in the book of 2 Kings. The book of 2 Kings chapter number 6, if you will. There are two verses of scripture that I want to lift in our hearing uh, for our consideration. 2 Kings chapter uh, number 6. Look with me at verse number 15. We're going to read three verses. Verse 15, however, begins and says that when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, a host can pass the city both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elijah. Father, Savior, Healer, God, in this moment before we ask you for anything, we thank you for everything. For this day you've allowed us to see, Lord, we thank you for your spirit. We thank you for the gift of the Holy Ghost and the power that we find in your name. Lord, we thank you. And we ask now that you do in this preaching moment what only you can. Throw your weight around the living room. Throw your weight around the office or the pew that we're sitting on even in this moment. Get the glory out of this time together. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Every glad heart tight down. Amen and amen. I want to preach for just a few minutes today simply from uh, these four words, and I need you to help me get it out. Put it in the comments, if you will. Type it. Tag somebody. I know you shared by now. Surely you understand that somebody's deliverance is on the other side of your share, and we're the kind of people that are electronic evangelists. But just help me get my thought out today. Put it in the comment line. Just say, I see it now. I see it now. Brothers and sisters, it is important in this moment that we understand and reach a consensus before we move further that there are some things that the enemy wants to keep us from seeing. There are some things that the enemy wants to keep us from laying our eyes on because he understands that if he can stop us from seeing it, he can stop us from having it. You've come to know this to be truth. In fact, this is the same approach behind the philosophy and the mantra that you cannot do better until you see better. It is Israel here, however, that learns a very valuable lesson about the importance of seeing in this passage of Scripture that we find in the second book of the Kings, the sixth chapter. For we understand that at this particular time, Israel has been at war with the nation of Aram for a long time. And the Bible says that they have been warring. These two nations, these neighboring nations have been at each other's throat for a period of time. But the Bible says that, that the king of Aram has a problem that he cannot find a solution for. He has 
He has a problem. And so he, he meets with his advisors one day. He sits them around the table and he tells them that the problem that has become clear to him is that there is a spy in their camp. He says, he says to his leaders and his advisors and his mighty men that there is a spy among them. And when they inquired as to why the king would make this statement and the suggestion, he goes on to defend his position by saying that the reason there must be a spy around the table, the reason that there must be a spy around uh, the camp or someone that's listening in and taking enemy secrets or secrets to the enemy, he says that this must be the case because Israel always knows what they're going to do before they do it. He says, he says that there's somebody in this room, there's somebody sitting around this table that is listening in and they're going out of our planning meetings, they're going out of our strategy sessions and they're going over to Israel and telling Israel what we're going to do. That they begin, they begin to, to go around the room, I can imagine and say, no king, no king, I'm not a spy, I'm loyal to you. I would never tell what Israel or tell Israel what we're planning to do but he makes his case he argues his point by saying somebody must be telling them what we're what we're doing because you all remember we, we made a plan around the table that we were going to attack them early in the morning because we know that they sleep in but when we count them early in the morning they were all ready and fortified somebody around this table must be telling them our plans because don't you remember we said we were going to attack them on the on the west side because they were weaker on the west side but when we got there they had, they had somehow got word ahead and they had fortified the west side he said somebody is telling them what we're doing they, this went on for a period of time until one of the advisors sheepishly raised his hand and said oh king I don't mean to be out of order but I must tell you that the problem is not that there is a spy in the room but, but the problem is that there is a prophet in the land and the Bible says that he goes on to understand that the problem is that the prophet is telling the people of God where we're going to attack them. The Bible tells us that the king hears this, he receives this and he sends an army to go and find this prophet. He says, well, if there's a prophet that keeps on telling them our plan, if there is a prophet that keeps on telling them what we're going to do, he says, I've got to kill this prophet. I, I've got to kill the one that God speaks to and allows them to see what is ahead of them. I've got to, I've got to kill this one that, that, that the Lord keeps showing answers and giving revelation to. And can I pause here and tell my greater refuge temple family that this is why in this anniversary and birthday celebration we ought to pause and give God praise that he loved us enough to give us a prophet by the name of Bishop Michael Fields that would, would give us clearance and clarity, that would give us language for what's coming, that would give us direction for what's ahead of us. Why? Hear me now. Because the enemy always wants to destroy those that are anointed to see what's coming. Oh Lord, I wish I wish I could hear you at your home just tell me to go ahead here because you've got to realize that, that the devil always wants to kill those that can see. Can I tell you this Sunday that this is why some of you or this evening rather are facing opposition and this is why some of you are going through what you're going through. It is because the devil is trying to snuff you out of the equation because as long as you can see see he knows he'll never win but I need somebody even virtually in the comment section to just thank God and say Lord I'm so glad you allowed me to see I, I would have been destroyed by now if you did not allow me to see I would not be here still if you did not allow me to see and this is important before we go further because there are some of you listening under the sound of my voice and you are not legally blind but you're 
spiritually blind. You, you're in a place where you have grown cold. Some of you have allowed the pandemic and the quarantine seasons that we've been through over the last few months to, to cause you to fall out of your routine and fall out of your relationship. But can I tell you that this is the moment to come on and draw nigh to him because God is saying, I've got more that I want to show you. I've, I've got more that I want to reveal to you. I've got things in the future, things for your family, things for your business and for your career and for your ministry that I want you to see, but you must draw near unto me. We're in verse 15 now, and the Bible says that, that the king of Aram has sent an army to find this prophet. Yeah, the king of Aram has sent an army to find the prophet Elisha and destroy him. And verse 15 says that when the servant of the man of God got up early that morning and went forth out of the tent, listen to this, he says, behold, a host surrounded the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, alas, my master, how shall or what shall we do? I want you to put yourself in verse number 15 here. Put yourself in verse number 15 because the Bible says that the servant gets up, he goes outside to get the water and he looks up from the well and realizes that they are surrounded by the enemy. He realizes that they are surrounded by the adversary. He realizes that there are horses and chariots around and he runs into the tent. He shares this with the prophet and he says, what are we going to do? I'm, I'm wondering, I'm wondering even in this moment, who am I preaching to right now that knows what it is to find yourself in a situation where you're saying, God, what am I going to do? Everywhere I look, there's opposition. What am I going to do? I don't have the money for the project. What am I going to do? The doctor said they need to run more tests because the last test came back and they were troubling. What am I going to do? My, my children were raised in church. They heard the truth and, and now they're out doing whatever they want to do. What am I going to do? But can I pause and tell somebody that needs to hear it on this service right now? I need to tell you that even when things seem out of control, God is still in control. Mm, I wish I had a praiser in the comments section right now that would just type out right now and say he's in control. He's, he, he's in control. He's, he's in a place. The servant is concerned because he's wondering what am I going to do? There, there are some of you, glory to God, watching that are in that place right now and I, I dare not even wonder how many times our bishop has been in a place trying to lead God's people and, and take our church into the future where He's had to wonder and ask God, what am I going to do? But verse 16 is where we find something interesting. Verse 16, look at it in your Bible. The Bible says that the servant is frantic. The servant is nervous. The servant is horrified by what he sees with his eyes. But look at the, at the opposing side of this coin because we see that Elijah does not have the same fear. It says in verse 16, Look in your Bible. And he answered and said, fear not. Oh, you, you didn't, you didn't, you, I'm sorry, maybe, maybe I read that wrong. And he answered, surely, he said, let's get our bags and run. And he answered and said, we got to get out of here. And he answered and said, grab what you can and let's run for the back door. No, that, that's not what he said. That's what you would have said. That's what, that's what I would have said. But the prophet says, fear not. Can I pause one more time and tell you that if you don't hear anything else that this preacher said on the screen today, I want you to hear that God is telling you in this season you've got a two word instruction set over your life and that two word instruction is fear not. I know I know that things look bad but fear not. I know you don't know how it's going to happen but fear not. I know you're confused and concerned but, but fear not. He says here's why I don't want you to be afraid. He says for they that are with us, watch me now 
now are with are with us are more than they that be with them. He says, don't miss it. He says to the servant that just saw an army outside, he said, fear not for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. I, I feel, can I be honest with you? I feel for the servant here. I, I'm, I'm feeling him because it is an army outside. There are horses. He did not say there is a horse and a chariot singular. He said, no, we are surrounded by horses and chariots. There are trouble. There is opposition. Literally, that's what surrounded means. On every side, on, on every hand, there is a problem. On every hand, there's a struggle. That's why some people, you've heard the expression, every time I turn around. Mm, seems like it's something else huh? some of you, you, you've heard that expression if it's not one thing, what is it? it's another this is where they are, I feel for him because the prophet has the nerve to discredit and dismiss the report that he has provided he said, in so many words you didn't even go outside you have not seen what I saw, you you didn't see the people trying to destroy me, you you don't see the people trying to take me out. You, you don't see the enemy trying to snuff me out and erase me from history, but you've got the nerve to tell me that there is more on our side than there are on their side? Prophet, what's wrong with you? Don't you realize that it's just me and you in here? Don't don't what what is wrong with your prophetic sensibility and your your spiritual lens? You need to wipe your glasses off. It's it's nobody here but me and you, and you're telling me that there is more with us than there are with them and their horses and their spears and their swords and their chariots. And I was looking and I was saying, well, Lord, the servant has a strong point here. I know I don't understand why the prophet would say this but here's what I need you to understand the problem is is that the servant was looking around instead of looking up and there's somebody watching me right now that needs to understand that you are discouraged and heavy and downtrodden and and stressed in part because you're looking around but God says I want you to look up and some of you need to understand today that you can't see your help because you're not looking high enough. Some of you, you're looking around at the opposition that you're going through. Some of you, you're looking around at the people that don't like you. Some of you, you're looking around at the enemies that are trying to discredit and destroy you. But God is saying, I need you to look up higher because your help is in the hills. Somebody just type out right now and just say, my help is in the hills. Hmm. Ah, I need to stay right there for just another moment because there's some of you God said to tell me I feel the Holy Ghost in here now at Wild Sea Studios that, that there are some of you listening to me and you're looking too low hmm. some of you God says you're looking for a raise but that's not high enough I don't want to give you a raise on your job I want to make you a business owner you, you got to look higher you you got to look high. There are some of you that God is saying, you're looking at me to ease your symptoms. But God is saying, I'm not in the business of easing your symptoms. I am the Lord that healeth your diseases. You've got to look a little bit higher. I need somebody in here on this service right now that would just make up your mind and make a declaration that says, I'm going to look higher. Oh, come on. Somebody just put that one word in the comments, if you will. Just say higher, 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 higher. I'm looking higher in my finances. I'm looking higher in my family's goals. I'm getting ready to look higher, 
high on my job and in my career trajectory because I believe that my problem is going to change the moment I begin to look to the hills from which cometh my help because I gotta get ready to close here now I gotta get ready to let you go here in just a moment but I want to tell you what the Bible says in verse number 17 it says and Elijah prayed and said Lord I pray thee he said open up his eyes that he may see do you mind if I just hear E flat elder Cody he says open up his eyes that he may see he says and the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire that were round round about Elijah and I want to tell somebody in greater refuge today that what you gotta know is that there's help in the hills and you ought to give God praise because you got an angel watching over you can I tell somebody right now that when you woke up this morning it was not so long clock that stirred you out of your sleep but God sent an angel to come into your bedroom and shake your bed and tell you that you got more work to do can I tell somebody in here that when you got where you were going safely it was not your defensive driving skills that kept you on the road safe but God he put an angel on the roof of your car and told accidents you got to stay away from this one because you gotta know no 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 that you got an angel that's watching over you I wish I had somebody that would just realize at this pastoral anniversary that one of the biblical descriptions of your pastor and our bishop today is God said that your pastors are really angels that I've sent to your church and I'm so glad that greater refuge let me come so that I could tell you that we ought to be grateful that God gave us an angel by the name of Bishop Fields that was in position to help us navigate the cares of life and verse 18 says that they came they came down to him and Elijah prayed and said smite these enemies with blindness and he drove them right to the enemy's camp and Elijah had victory but I just want to tell somebody that it all it all turned around when God opened up the servant's eyes and I just stopped by here just to tell you that God is getting ready to open your eyes. Y'all ain't trying to help me, but if I got somebody that's not by yourself, I need you to help me now. Grab your sanitizer and rub it in real good. And why don't you just lean over and grab your neighbor by the hand and say, I wish I could preach today. Look at somebody and say, Name, I'm so glad that it opened my eyes. Because I want you to know that in this next year of our church leadership, I prophesy that God is getting ready to open our eyes. And we're going to see what we've never seen. And your testimony is getting ready to be. I see it now. I 
stop by to tell Greater Refuge that you're getting ready to walk in a new level. And all you say is, I see it now. God already told us that the glory of the ladder would be greater than the glory of the former. We are a church with a rich history. We're a ministry that was led by Chief Apostle William Bonner. And all that God did under Bishop's leadership has brought us in this moment where Bishop feels is going to take us further into the future. And you're going to say, I see it now. Ask somebody, what do you see? I see myself coming out. I see deliverance coming to Washington, D.C. I see our church wealthy. I see us in new levels of favor and anointing. I see new doors. I see new Let's go higher. What do you see? I see my family coming to the altar, whether in the building or online. Saying, What must I do to be saved? What do you see? I see miracles. What do you see? I see signs. What do you see? I see wonders. And show me in because my eyes have been open. I'm looking for a miracle. I'm looking for an open door. I'm looking for promotion. I'm looking for God to blow my mind. I'm gonna but if you see it. Open your mouth, lift your voice, and give God glory. Sunny, yeah, sunny, yeah, sunny, yeah, yeah. Is there anybody that can one more time just lift your hands right in your house and say, Lord, I thank you because you open my eyes. Lord, I thank you that you've done great things. You've been faithful. You've been good. But you're getting ready to show us more. Give God glory. Come on right in your home. I said, come on right in your home. I said, come on right in your home. I see it now. Greater Refuge, we're out of time. But on this pastoral anniversary, I just came to tell you that your testimony is getting ready to be. Oh, I see it now. So many things God has no doubt shown our pastor promises that have been made. And let's be honest, no matter how saved we are, no matter how spiritual we are as a church, life has a way of putting blinders on us. Life has a way of putting blinders so that we don't see. I, I know God said my family could be saved, but do you see where they are right now? I, I, I know God said that, you know, I could be prosperous and wealthy, but do you see what I'm going through right now? I, I mean, I, I know, I, I know that God said we would come out, but do you see how bad things are? But God is getting ready to open your eyes. Here's the whole message. You ready? All that was the introduction. This is the whole message right here. The message is you will always be defeated as long as you refuse to not look up. The servant was not wrong in what he saw. There was an enemy and the enemy was all around. But the problem is if he just would have looked a little bit higher, don't miss this word right now. 
what he would have realized, hear me, is that even though he was surrounded, God had surrounded what had surrounded him. And can I tell you that you might feel surrounded right now, but I got good news from glory. God told me to tell you that your enemy is surrounded too. Because you've got a promise over your life that no weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper. The message on this anniversary service, this birthday celebration, is that God has a way of using angels to fight for you. God opens his eyes, he looks and sees, oh, there, there are chariots of fire around. And here's the crazy part. Listen to this. The angels never fired a shot. The angels never drew their sword. Because God is saying that the angel is not there to fight for you. The angel is there to witness your victory. The Bible says that the prophet opens his mouth and says, Lord, smite this army with blindness. They lose their sight. They lose their vision. And he leads them right to the gates of Israel. And can I tell you that in this season, our angel is not here to fight for us. Our angel, Bishop Fields, is not here to be saved for you. He's not here to be the Holy Ghost for us. But when we let God open our eyes, our angels getting ready to witness a victory. And I simply came to encourage our church tonight, to encourage our pastor and let you all know that we are entering into a season of I see it now. This amazing ministry team here at Greater Refuge is going to give you greater instruction on what you need to do to be saved. They're going to give you information if you just contact the church. They're going to tell you how you can connect with a minister to receive prayer. We're going to tell you how you can meet even in the middle of a pandemic to be baptized in the saving name of Jesus. They're going to tell you what it looks like to become a member of this church. But right now, I want to pray with you before we leave. Would you pray with us now? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, we bless you, we glorify you. We honor you for what you've done and for what you're doing. God, we thank you that you are opening our eyes and causing us to see. God, we thank you that you've given us, you've loved us enough to give us a pastor like Bishop Fields. You've loved us enough, God, to put us under the care of an angel that will stand in the gap for us. Strengthen him now. Strengthen him now. We speak long life over Bishop. We speak, God, that he hasn't seen anything yet. We speak, God, that you're about to blow his mind. And we speak that you're getting ready to do it now. Lord, shift us to a place where our testimony becomes. We see it now. We repent, God, for doubting your word. We repent, God, for not trusting. We repent for not believing. But God, open our eyes. Let us see you even in this. Open our eyes. Let us see you working behind the scenes. Open our eyes. Let us see you fighting for us. We thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Every glad heart at home said amen and amen again. God bless you. We love you. We're praying for you. Remember, your testimony is getting ready to be. I see it now. It is so. Yes, it is so. He will do just what he said. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Praise the Lord, it's Pastor Fields here, and I hope you have enjoyed your worship experience with us on today. Thank you so much for connecting with Grady Refuge Temple. 
here in the nation's capital, Washington, D.C. I want to thank you for connecting with us, being a part of this worship experience. And we also, for those of you who may just be meeting us for the first time, wanted to tell you a little bit about ourselves. We are a part of a great organization, a great reformation, Churches of Our Lord Jesus Christ. It was founded in 1919 by Bishop R.C. Lawson. And this beautiful edifice that we're standing in built, ministry founded by Bishop William Lee Bonner. I have the honor now of being the pastor. We have been growing. The Lord has been blessing us tremendously. Souls have been saved and blessed and set free. And we're continuing the work. Yes, even in the midst of these trying times, we are determined to continue the work. I pray that you'll continue to connect with us. I pray also that as the Lord delivers and set free, that he will not leave you out. You'll be blessed along with us as well. Until we meet again, Shalom, shalom.